We're back. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. You know, Wesley, we did spend the last segment talking about how we personally wrestle with really hard truths, but one of the things that I have found really encouraging is to find books and devotions that discuss hard truths, so I don't have to go through Scripture looking for right. them, right? They're all presented right yeah. there in front of me. Yeah, absolutely, and they are, that's what they are. They're hard truths. They're hard realities of ministry that we all have to wrestle with as Christians, and I believe there's a perfect tension there that is worth uh, some. It, it, you just have to stay in the tension, and you have to just trust God. And others, we can, if we dig and if we uh, uh, look at Scripture appropriately, we can find answers to these hard truths. A- absolutely, and I think that you really hit on something just simply using the word tension, because mm. we don't typically like tension. No, right? I don't. <laughs> it makes us very uncomfortable, yeah. and, and sometimes we don't even know what to do with it. But we have someone with us today. We have a guest who doesn't mind the tension. Mm-mm. She doesn't mind really digging in and dealing with those hard truths. As a matter of fact, that's what she titled her book, Hard Truths. I love the title. <laughs> I love the title. It I is tried really- to- I, I, I wrote an article a while back that's called Hard Realities of Ministry, mm-hmm. and uh, it kind of reminded me of the title, um, the fact that there are those tensions that we need to discuss. And again, if I can have the honors, I'd like to introduce our guest because she's a personal friend of mine and my wife. Her and her husband are great friends of my, my wife, Chelsea, and I, and they've ministered to us in all kind of ways in different stages of life, whether it's pregnancy or just married. And her name's Mickey Addison. Welcome to the program. Oh, it's so great to be with you guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and let's, let me also add that she is the uh, director and, uh, or, you know, you're the, yes, you're the director of uh, Urban Family Communication. You and your husband, uh, y'all had that party up and y'all do a great job. So how can they check out Urban Family Communications? Thanks for that. Yeah, so you can go to urbanfamilytalk.com, urbanfamilytalk.com. You can read some of the articles there, watch, um, and I would say get involved as we engage culture uh, from a biblical perspective. We are just one of many divisions under the umbrella of the American Family Association. So it's another um, extension of this ministry, uh, specifically targeting um, the lies that have been pumped into the urban community. So we're excited to be able to to have the opportunity to do that and to make an impact in that way. Now, not only is Miki the uh, spokesperson and director and all of these different things, she is also an incredible mother. And Miki, how many kids do you have now? We have four children and one on the way in just a few months, maybe three months now. So yeah. first off, congratulations again Thank you on so much. child Appreciate number five. It. That is yes. extremely exciting. And and I've got to tell you, I have heard the mama voice come from Mickey Addison. Uh, <laughs> it has been directed at me quite a few times. Oh, no. uh, because if you'll get a copy of Hard Truth, a one month devotional for those willing to turn away by Miki Addison, uh, what you're going to notice if you'll open up to just the, the second or third page, Miki, you have a, a very special thank you to a very special person <laughs> that I'd like to bring out on air because this is what she says. Thank you, TJ. And I'm, I'm going to ignore the rest. The big thing is she thanks me. And here's why, folks. Um, Miki used to host an afternoon radio program on AFR's uh, Inspo Network. Mm-hmm. And every day, I knew when she was going to be in studio. And yes. so she had talked to me and said she wanted to write a book. And the little brother in me came out. I am a little brother. I'm a great pesterer. And so I would <laughs> pester her about writing her book every single day. And a couple of times she would call me out on air and just tell her listeners, hey, folks, TJ is in my office giving me a hard time again. Yeah. And uh, But you know what? Here's your book. It is, it is here and 
and I can tell you, I've been through it, and it is fantastic. It is absolutely incredible. Thank you so much, TJ. You know you're joking, but really, I have to acknowledge you, even as I was thinking about you know who to acknowledge. Um, you are one of those people who came to my mind. You you were that mosquito that kept flying around my head, and you know that you know. And and, and there are times that I would swat at you and say, "Get out of here! What are you doing?" <laughs> Um, but I appreciate the encouragement that you offered every day. Miki, you can do this. You can you can buckle down. You can be disciplined. You can do this. I will say this. There are um, four other books that are yet, uh, you know, not complete. <laughs> oh, so- good to know. That's so good to know. <laughs> so, um, so I thank God for this one. And I felt like this one actually kind of um, sort of came around the, the back. You know, if you're thinking of a race, came around from the back and, and, and made it to the finish line ahead of the others because I thought it was so critical to write and to approach the fact that we have really gotten away from hard truths in our culture today. Yeah, and uh, I also, since we've talked about uh, TJ here, I also want to include you on this because early in the week we put up a post on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter that highlighted the interview that we were going to have with you. And I just wanted to say, I wanted to read a comment from Tina Bryan. Mickey is more beautiful than I imagine. I love listening to her. So you, <laughs> wow. So Tina Bryan out there is a fan of yours, and she she loves listening to you. And Tina Bryan, if you have not gotten the book, you need to get the book Hard Truths. You can get it at AFA store, and currently they're running a special mm-hmm. for Mother's Day where they accompany the coffee with the book, and we'll have mm-hmm. that featured on our Facebook page today. Yep. Thank you, so you Tina. Are I appreciate that. You are listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio, and our guest today is Miki Addison, the author of Hard Truths for those willing, uh, for those unwilling to turn away. And Miki, we've got to get to some of these questions because your book has thirty-one truths held within it, and each one of them is a punch to the gut. Uh, if I'm wow. just being absolutely honest, and and in you know the most complimentary way, <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but I've got to ask you, you know, one of the things that you do in this book, and that I know you do, uh, whether you're on air, whether you're just having a conversation with a person, is you never shy away from truth, but you always find a way to share that truth with grace, with respect, and with love. Um, is that something that just kind of comes easy to you? Is that something that uh, that you really had to work on? Kind of talk talk to us about that and the necessity of it. Well, you know, the thing is, I don't think that truth and grace or truth and love are mutually exclusive. I don't think that you have to choose between the two. In fact, our leader, who we follow, who we have taken our name from, Jesus Christ, was and is the master of truth in love. You know, I think it, it is sort of like a telling sign of the culture today that we believe that if if you love someone, you withhold truth from them. There is no other context that you would be in where you would find that to be reasonable. You know, if someone's life is in danger, you don't think about whether or not it's going to offend them when you step in to rescue them. You know, um, you're not talking about a person who's standing on on the, the edge of a bridge uh, threatening to jump off. You're not going, man, am I going to am I going to mess up their day if I jump in and grab them? No, you grab them because you're like your life is precious. Your life is valuable. But when it comes to the things of God, we have sort of engineered um, a generation of people who believe that in order to win the culture, we have got to pretend not to know truth. In order to win the culture, we've got to pretend to be like them. And what I'm suggesting is that we who are in the body of Christ, we have the truth. And it's time that we start giving that truth, not to the exclusion of love, because I believe giving truth is love. 
Yeah, and Mickey, one of the, I've I've just recently, this is fresh in my mind, I have had a conversation that changed the conversation with a person who called accused me of being judgmental mm. when all I did was quote the Bible in a mm-hmm. loving way. And I literally it wouldn't even and they say, Well, even Satan can quote scripture uh, for his own purposes. And I said, well, this isn't for my purpose. I gain nothing from <laughs> quoting scripture to you. You know, I gain nothing from this. So what would you say, because I know our audience that's listening, we're, we're young, uh, uh, many are millennials, not all, many are millennials, and we're, we're going through this stage as born-again Christians, followers of Christ, where we're being accused of an emotional thing, uh, like being judgmental, like being um, like that, and how, when we know this is not our own, this is these are the words of God. We're, for like you said, we care enough about you to grab you before you jump off. We mm-hmm. care enough to say those things. How do we respond? Because a lot of people will fold. Uh, they'll either one, they'll either fold and they'll and they just get silent altogether, which we've seen a lot of that uh, in our culture the last uh, 10, 20, 30 years. But also, some people will actually turn and say, "You know what? You're right. I'm being judgmental, so I need to quit that." <laughs> so, like, how would you respond? What, what would you, what's some advice you'd give to us? So, there are a few things in culture that you don't want to be called right. right. You don't want to be called. <laughs> you don't want to be called a racist, right? right you don't want right. to be called a bigot. You don't want to be called homophobic. You don't want to be called judgmental. And increasingly, I'd say this nowadays, people are like, oh, wait, don't call me a Christian. I'm just, a, I'm right. just an artist. You know, now, there, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. certain things in culture that people are shying away from. But getting back to the reality of your question, that is, that is a real question, and it's a clear and present danger. I would say this. When we are approaching the culture, we actually have a biblical precedent for two different approaches to culture, right? So you've got the approach that you take as a believer talking to a believer, then you have the approach that you take as a believer talking to a non-believer. In neither of those circumstances do you dumb down the scriptures or pretend that there is a separate standard. However, when you're talking to a believer, you actually can tell them and then support it up, support it scripturally. Okay. You can back it up. You actually can tell another believer that you actually are charged to judge them. Yeah. And that is going to shock them when they hear you say that. Yeah. What are you? Are you? So if yeah. a Christian, if another believer, as you are calling out sin in their life, biblically, if they accuse you of being judgmental, if they're they accuse you of judging them, you can actually say to them unapologetically. Oh, what an astute observation. Yes, I am judging you. And now let me give you some, <laughs> let me give you some biblical basis for that. If you'll remember back in, 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 uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, where Paul is addressing the believers because you've got this man who is sleeping with his father's wife, okay? And rather than the entire congregation mourning, rather than the church kind of calling this man out, they are just kind of allowing this to happen. And Paul has to step in and say, what is going on? Your practices are worse than the Gentiles. You you guys should mourn over this. And then he tells them something that's really profound. He says, listen, he goes, God's going to judge the world. You know, what, what, what use do I have in trying to say where these people are going and what they're doing? He says, but in the church, you judge the believer. And he, in fact, Paul says, I've already judged this matter. This is sin. This is wrong. And then he says this, and this is something that we don't see a lot of today in first Corinthians chapter five, verse 11, Paul says this, but now I have written to you not to even keep company with anyone named a brother. 
That's an important distinction. Who is sexually immoral or covetous or an idolater or a reviler or a drunkard or an extortioner not to even eat with such a person. So not only is there a judgment or an assessment that this is in fact sin, but Paul actually offers a prescription for how we are to deal with that person who professes to be a believer. So I want to say this, when we talk about judging sin, first of all, we've got to be very direct. You can't mince words when it comes to God's truth because it is the truth. That's first and foremost. And then secondly, I would say this. You've got to know the full counsel of God's word if you're going to venture into that territory. You don't want to step out and not know what you're talking about. If you're holding people to God's standard, you yourself must be held to the same standard. Because you think about the the the, the long term effects, it's like a it's like a pill. It's like medicine. You swallow it and it tastes bad in the moment, but it actually is beneficial for the body later on. That's right. And that's what the truth is. Mickey, I was uh, flipping through your your, your devotional here. <laughs> your devotional, <laughs> the one per day. <laughs> yes, was, one per day. Yeah, one and per day. And if you day. missed that reference, go back and uh, you can go to engagemagazine.net slash podcast. Catch the first segment for uh, for that bit of inside joke. Yeah, absolutely. You can go to engagemagazine.net. There we will have, um, we'll have uh, we'll, on our Facebook page, we'll have this up and you'll be able to see that there. It is accompanied with a Mother's Day gift. We know Mother's Day is coming up. This was written by a mother. And it's hard truths. <laughs> and uh, but Mickey and I was flipping through this, and uh, in the hallway uh, just this last week. First of all, how long has this book been out? This devotional book. Oh man, I I, I feel like a couple months. I feel like this book is couple a couple months. months old. Yeah. Well, just yeah. within a couple months, a friend of mine here at uh, AFA, uh, Jade McIntosh, I was talking to her, and I saw that she had the book, and I said, Hey, guess what? You know, we're going to interview Mickey. In the upcoming weeks, she said, really? I said, well, you enjoying the book? And she said, yeah. I said, can you show me a couple of things that stand out to you? And she opened it, and it nearly fell apart because oh, she, wow. had, <laughs> she had flipped through it so much. She had highlighted, underlined it. Uh, there's so much in here. And one of the things that stood out that you just closed your comments on is the Word of God. How important is the Word of God? Because, as you said, that's where we, that's where we gather our truth. And I notice in your devotional book, you uh, are very strong in the Word of God. Man, you 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 cannot have a truth apart from the word of God. Mm-hmm. You know, all truth is God's truth. And I will say this. I had no less than three people go through this devotional. It's a one month devotional. Right. Really small chunks of no less than three people go through it and check it for biblical integrity. Why? Because it is important how we handle the word of God. As we are navigating culture today, it's so important for us to have a biblical worldview. That means that we're not just out here sort of making decisions based on how we feel or even based (laughs) on how people accuse us. Um, We mm -hmm. are making decisions based on what we have found to be true in the inerrant word of God. Very important. Mickey, really quickly, because we're in the last few minutes of our program. If, if the reader could only, if you could only say for one thing for a reader to walk away with, uh, to walk away with after reading this devotional, what would that one thing be? There is an important call of Jesus in John chapter six, where the disciples want to leave. Uh, there are a number of them who actually do leave when Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. You've got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. There's an important assertion that Peter makes. He says, uh, they're not going to leave. Where else can we go? You have the words of eternal life. I think the clarion call today is for believers who are willing to swallow those hard truths and be unwilling to turn away from Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. amen. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us, Miki. We have so enjoyed having you. You can check 
check her out at Urban Family. Give us a website one more time, Miki. UrbanFamilyTalk.com. All right. Thank you for listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. You can check us out at EngageMagazine.net. You can listen to podcasts at EngageMagazine.net slash podcasts.